And so the next thing that we need to see is that God puts a garden in the middle. So you've got that flat line that's between the two mountains and the beach is on the outside. God puts a garden in the middle. All of this is philosophical concept. The garden that's in the middle is small and intended to be expanded. It's intended, thank you. You guys are awesome. Um, it's intended to be expanded. There it is, garden, right in the middle. And it's intended to be expanded out. God puts it in the garden. And, and we see that he's going to expand. Indeed, he puts Adam in the garden, which we're going to talk about next. He puts Adam in the garden so that he would expand the garden out. There are monsters in the deep. The deep is terrifying. And we get back to darkness over deep, right? Wait, go back. There we go. Darkness over deep. We get darkness, which is over the deep. And the, the canvas is terrifying. There is no reality. There is no substance. What happens to a dark canvas when the Spirit of the Lord enters? We've got this here. The Spirit of the Lord enters. Look at the very next part of the verse. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The deep is no longer deep when the Spirit of God enters the picture. When the Spirit of God enters the picture, all that is unknown suddenly becomes revealed. Substance, reality, and value suddenly exist. That which was unknown and terrifying is suddenly what feeds the earth. The waters that feed our crops and our lives that expand on the earth, that flow out in river form. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God is hovering over the waters and we have definition and we have substance and we have reality. And I want you to recognize this. This is before He does anything. This is before He does anything. The Spirit of God shows up and reality is there. By His mere presence, we have definition and we have value. By His mere presence, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Suddenly, the waters exist. The Spirit of God, the same word used, the Spirit of God, the breath, same idea that this is the breath of God on the earth. The same thing he blows into Adam's nostrils to bring him alive. The same thing Paul cites in 2 Timothy 3.16, right? 3.16, where he says the, the word, the scripture is the breath of God. The very thing that animates our soul. The word of God being breathed into our lives. This is substance, reality, life, the breath of God, tohu, vabohu, is gone all of a sudden, and there's definition. The terrifying deep is no longer terrifying deep. Now it's mayim. It's waters. It's what we can see and observe, and we can know it. And we don't have to fear everything. All of a sudden, when we are embracing the things of the world, we become homogenous and in darkness. When people embrace the things of the world, we lose our definition and we lose our value. We become less and less unique. But when we embrace pursuing, becoming more like Christ, and this is the crazy paradox of Christianity, when we become more and more like Christ, we become more and more individual. And we become more and more unique. What's it say at the end of the book? Every tribe and tongue and nation will come and they will sing together the same song. Wait a second. You just told me every tribe and tongue. They don't speak the same language. How are they singing the same song? 
because when you get close to Jesus, when you become more and more like Him, you become more and more unique and you can praise Him with the same song in a totally different language, in a totally different voice, with a totally different tool. I'm an artist, pastor, poet, author. Some people don't like poetry. And I'm being polite. Most men. We, we don't naturally gravitate towards it. We don't naturally go, I, well, yeah, poetry, yeah, I'm going to go read Shakespeare this afternoon. Nobody does that. Maybe me. Nobody else does that. Right? Nobody, nobody's keeping poetry on their shelf and going, you know what, I need a good sermon illustration. I'm going to read this poem from the 5th century. No, no. I mean, this is, but yet, he has given us all gifts. Like we read earlier, perfect lead-in, by the way, we read earlier the gifts that are given to, to all of us. You don't, you don't have everybody capable to speak. I have some friends who should never, never be allowed to speak. But they love Jesus. And they've got other talents. And they need to use them. And they need to be they need to be they need to be exposed. They need to be brought into light. They need to be exposed by the light of Jesus Christ that they could that they could praise him because they will become more and more unique and individual the closer they get to Jesus. As a group, the closer we get to Christ, the more individual we become. And the more beautiful our painting becomes. Contrast that with the world today that can't even decide what gender they are. Contrast that with a world today that every single story is the exact same that they tell you for entertainment purposes. They are all the same. Contrast that with a world that can't even make a, an, original, an original book or movie anymore. This is, this is the result of darkness over the deep. What we have in Christ Jesus is the spirit over the waters. We have the spirit over the waters. We have substance. We have definition. Knowing God brings truth and reality and life. God's word brings everything into existence. 